Good morning and welcome back to another episode of the Cryptid Ramblers podcast. As always, I'm your co-host Callum and thankfully with me as always is uh, your other co-host Scott. Hey, how are we, how are we doing? You alright? Yeah, right? good man. Yeah, not uh, not bad at all. How have you yeah. been since the last time we uh, we spoke? Uh, yeah, it's been um, it's been a, a, a little bit calmer, I guess, which based on how it was previous was is still manic, but uh, that's always nice. Yeah, I've had uh, yeah, I've had a little bit of a a breather, a bit of a pointless journey back into the city um as as, as always pointless <laughs> yeah. journey yeah yeah oh, it is at the no, moment it's are. painful but um but no not too bad what about yourself uh, yeah yeah pretty much the same really it seems to have leveled out a little bit yeah i'll be uh, yeah. i'll be changing site as well so i'll be heading in a slightly different direction i'll have to be contending okay. with dartford now oh god i wouldn't wish that Wonderful. on anyone <laughs> yeah um, but yeah i've had um i've had some a little bit more strangeness around the house have you now? I have. Okay. Yeah. So um, again, as you know, as of yesterday, yes. I was putting up all my Halloween decorations and, and everything, right. getting it all set up mm-hmm. and ready so that people can see it, mm-hmm. ready for Halloween. Yeah. And uh, I went looking for a very specific item in the garage Right. that always has a place. Right. <laughs> Much like the keys. <laughs> it wasn't there. <laughs> oh, God. It just right. wasn't there. And it's not me being a bloody wally or anything like that but also i've um through like in the evening our kitchen window looks out onto the garden and uh every now and then i'll see like a little bit of a little flash of light okay this has happened been happening for the past week right and i've always just chalked it up to like cars going past or something and when i say a little flash of light it looks like a little dot of light rather than a, okay. a flash. An actual beam or something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So okay. it's like a little little dot and I was like, yeah. maybe my eyes are playing tricks on me. <laughs> but yesterday, during the daylight, I was right. seeing it as well. Okay. And then this morning, before I headed out, I saw it again, out of the kitchen window. In the same place or? No, it, it's up the back of the garden, basically. It's right, not just okay. in the same place. Because if it was, right. then I was think, I'd be thinking, maybe there's something either reflecting off the yeah. off the window or mm. so i was looking looking behind me and yeah looking at the back of the kitchen and no there's nothing there with a white led light yeah. or anything or like fairy that. lights or anything that would cause a reflection well we've had the fairy lights out because of right. like halloween and, yeah, and yeah. whatnot and making different props and, and everything right but yeah nothing nothing right. that would <laughs> so maybe it's like little fey morse code or something <laughs> <laughs> trying to communicate who knows yeah yeah cup of tea just, please <laughs> yeah cup of tea <laughs> where's your shiny things <laughs> yeah. you know i don't know it's, it, I, I don't, maybe the jury's still out on that to be honest so yeah. i'm gonna investigate a little bit more okay see if i can maybe set up a little camera and yeah see if i can catch it like, in yeah. in the act <laughs> yeah. but yeah like there's just something i've noticed throughout this week and I didn't think anything of it, like because we have loads of cars going by ours. It's, it's, yeah, it's so a heavy... headlights can pick something up and you know send a reflection or yeah bounce off something. And also or... we've got the telephone exchange right at the back of the garden. Yeah, I remember you saying actually. Yeah, yeah, and you know there's um, we don't have a wooden fence at the back. We have a chain link fence. So oh okay right you know so it is you can see right through it. You can see yeah. the exchange at the back, but obviously I've got a garage there and, mm. and a shed. And there's a yeah. very, very small, very narrow part that you can look right through. Right, okay. And the flashes were happening... All over uh, the place. Yeah, mostly over the, the shed. So maybe, maybe little buggers are hauled up in the shed. Yeah, possibly. Don't know. Yeah, possibly. I, just, I mean, if you, 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 I suppose you could just sort of shrug it off as 
something explainable as you know as you've just mm. sort of gone over but i think with all the weird and wonderful oh, stuff yeah. that happened the week before <laughs> it seems like a sort of a you know convenient continuation of yeah. that doesn't it so yeah, it could so be uh, i don't know uh, well have you still got the mushrooms in a circular formation and well, it seems like something's eaten some of them oh okay so i mean we have foxes and cats so and just got stuff, some so. foxes out completely out of their mind Danny and your guys like getting trippy yeah. <laughs> yeah. they've gone to the fairy realm <laughs> yeah it's the fox spirits that's what it's it is the fox yeah. spirits there the you go spirits. yeah but yeah so yeah maybe but um I'll, I'll start worrying when i start talking to them yeah exactly so. we, yeah that, that, that's when i'll worry as well <laughs> <laughs> i'm talking to the fairies man i'm talking to the fairies well, it's happened it's happened <laughs> lock yeah. him up yeah so uh the week in weird Weekend weird bum, continues. Bum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, very odd, mate. Very, yeah. very odd. Well, luckily, mine's been quiet in uh, in comparison this time. Um, in oh, in respect of that. So, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take that as a small victory. <laughs> so you should. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, <clears throat> now, before we um, get going, uh, we just want to go through a, uh, a few shout outs, as always. Yes. Um, firstly, thank you to our patrons. Um, Patreons. Just patrons, as you've noticed, there's a plural. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin, as always, um, and the returning James. Right. So welcome, uh, back, welcome back, man. Thank you. Um, and thank you both, as, as always, for the you know continued support. It is um, much appreciated. Absolutely. Um, but remember, guys, you too can do your part in supporting your favourite podcast by heading to patreon.com forward slash podcast. Um, as easy as that. It really is. <laughs> um, and we have two tiers to pick from at the moment, priced at £4 and £6, plus VAT. Plus VAT, of course. <laughs> Just to uh, let anyone anyone know, especially yeah. Justin. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there are, of course, a number of uh, worthwhile perks, depending on uh, what it is you're, you're looking for. So hopefully there's something that will uh, sort of tickle your fancy. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, go and, uh, go and check it out. Um and I'm sure for any uh, keen listeners out there, you've um, certainly noticed that we are now being treated to uh, recording this uh, podcast in a plush, purpose-built, brand spanking new recording studio, um, as we are now sponsored by the guys at Hellfire Studio, uh, which is the first podcast, film and photography studio situated here in Essex. Um, and we are roughly 45 minutes just outside of London, um, so travel and uh, whatever in the commute yeah. is more than accessible nice and simple absolutely um hellfire studio offers full creative content creation so visit hellfirecreative.com for more info now just for being a listener of uh, of your favorite podcast <laughs> you too can benefit from our sponsorship by using our 20 percent discount just go to hellfirestudio.uk and use the code cryptid at the uh, checkout and it's as simple as that nice and easy guys absolutely um now without further ado let's jump into the uh the episode yeah man. Um, now you keen listeners from the previous episode would have picked up that we actually remembered to mention <laughs> <laughs> what the subject of this episode would be so uh, but for those that didn't um we are going to be covering the legend of the wendigo or the Wendigo, the Wendigo, depending the... on uh, what part of the world <laughs> you're yeah, from. Yeah, I know, right? Um, and so, uh, so, I'm glad I didn't have one of them in my back, my back garden this week. I think you'd know about it, yeah. Good. Gold, <laughs> you'd start hankering for uh, 
human flesh. I think if uh, that's that's always the giveaway. If yeah, you can kick one of them, yeah. Hmm, I could really go for a thigh. <laughs> Your forearms rather tasty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, all jokes aside, let's uh, <laughs> let's jump into it. Yeah. Um, now, as always, we'll just you know try and start with the um, you know the kind of the origins and uh, you know various representations and you know the meaning and whatnot. So. Uh, for anyone who who doesn't know, um, the Wendigo is a mythical creature or evil spirit which originates from the folklore of the First Nations, um, and they are basically the indigenous peoples of uh, Canada, um, various various tribes. Basically, mm-hmm. I think from what I've seen, is probably about four to six. I think of like the main mm. sort of tribes it's, dotted around it's like, uh, uh, North Canada, America, like, like America, the states have yes. their own name for it which is obviously native americans and yeah. then the canadians have gone with the first nations people first so, yeah. yeah they're the people that Basically. were there first yeah pretty much as the as the uh, title <laughs> suggests <laughs> um now they are found in and around the east coast forests of uh, canada um and the great plains region of the u.s um this is uh, also known as the flatlands um, found between Mississippi and the Rocky Mountains, um, and a region known as the Great Lakes uh, in the U.S., um, which is um, a, a, a binational region, um, which consists of a number of states um, eventually um, venturing into um, parts of uh, Canada. Mm. So that will include uh, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Minnesota, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, apparently. Mm. Yeah, so um, all, all the northern... Yeah, so all the, nor- well, most northern um, states. states, I yeah. guess, which would make sense. Um, the Wendigo is often said to be a malevolent spirit, sometimes depicted as a creature with human-like characteristics, uh, which possesses human beings. Um, it is known to invoke feelings of insatiable greed or hunger, uh, the desire to cannibalise other humans, as well as the intention to commit murder in those that fall under its, its influence. So you'll definitely know yeah, if you've yeah, got one at yeah, the back of your garden. It, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> um, now, there's a few, you know, different sort of representations um, and, and characteristics depending on basically where the story um, originates. But, mm. you know, like with many of these cryptids, they do sort of follow kind of a standard uh, sort of foundation. There's a connection and between them all. Yeah, and then there'll just be a few little sort of tweaks, you know, kind of here and there. Um, but uh, despite the modern representation, which I'm sure we all know, um, which basically the humanoid body with what looks like a sort of a goat's skull and, you know, big horns, yeah. um, they are traditionally described as a giant humanoid with a heart of ice. Um, they come with a foul stench or a or a unseasonable chill that um, will precede its approach. Like so the White could, Walkers sort of thing. Yeah, it? basically yeah. it could be like the height of summer and suddenly you'll feel ridiculously cold. Yeah. Um, Hollywood created the human-beast uh, hybrid that came with the horns or antlers, mm. um, but that characteristic isn't actually found in the original uh, indigenous stories, mm. which is um, quite interesting. We'll come yeah. on to that as, as, we, as we sort of go through. Um, now there have been remains of such uh, red-haired giants um, that were believed to be, have been found in a cave in 1911. Um, 
The cave was the Lovelock Cave um, in Lovelock, Nevada. Yeah. The remains were found um, by guano miners. <laughs> Bit of a shit job. <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here all day. I'm here all day. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, they were um, believed to be there amongst other artifacts due to a tribal war um, whereby they were trapped in the cave and basically left to die. Was this the... I've, I think I've heard of this one before. Was this the one where the Native Americans smoked them out and then just fired a load of arrows into them? Uh, kind kind of. This one seems to be that it was... So it was a, it was a tribal war for, for definite. Was it and the Cherokee? I don't know the specific tribes. I couldn't find I couldn't find that. But basically, these red-haired giants were pushed back into this cave mm. because it was widely believed that that's where they lived. That's you know that's where their their dens were or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so this other uh, tribe basically pushed them back into the cave and um, and blocked them in. Basically, right. basically piled up trees, branches, anything that would burn at the entrance of the cave. Yeah. And set it alight. Yeah, so they basically, but, but trapped they, them in the cave. Didn't smoke them out. They used I'll it. Smoke they, them. they used it to trap them in the cave. Let you know, let it burn, and they were just left there to to like I die. Think this, I think this might have been when the humans drove like killed off the giants because I remember right, hearing okay. about these stories because these are stories that come from the native people. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, they talk about the giants, and they also talk about little people as well, which we've spoken about on previous episodes yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's fascinating. No, it is. Yeah, and no, that's um, yeah. And th- th- this is kind of a, again a little kind of real world tie in because it's although there's a lot of um, you know kind of mystery and legend and, and and folklore around the Wendigo, there is also, and I'm sure you've found it as well. But you know, there's a lot of evidence. Um, to suggest that there might actually have been a species of giant sort of humanoids mm. that fed off that fed off of humans, human flesh, yeah, basically, and, and remains have been found. Um, That's interesting. Which, yeah, which I thought was quite interesting. Now, I've, ne- I've never linked it to that though. No, not until now. But no. when you read it, you think, oh yeah, that's that's obvious. Yeah. But at the time, yeah, good you, spot, man. Yeah, you don't tend to make the sort of the, the connection as I'd hadn't until sort of this point. Yeah. Um, now, just going down the, I suppose, the more spiritual um, or, or kind of mental route, as, as we as we tend to with these things, um, there is also a condition known as Wendigo psychosis, um, which uh, is a genuine um, condition that, mm. that has been diagnosed for over the last sort of one to possibly 200 years. Um and symptoms include uh, intense craving for human flesh and an intense fear of becoming a cannibal. It is believed to be a culture-bound syndrome, meaning it lends itself to certain cultures based on sort of conditions, beliefs, and, and the like. So mm. it's not necessarily a you know widespread condition that you and I would necessarily suffer with. It's more, from what I've found, it's more culture-based, localized. localized. Yeah, mm. exactly. That's a weird one, though. Like, what Which would, is odd. What would be the onset of that? Well, I mean, going through some of the, the stories, certainly in the earlier period and, and, and the part of the world that this has kind of originated, we'll see, you know, Canada, mm. vast, vast open land, very harsh winters, and the fact that food supplies um, yeah. 
would diminish. And so what's the next best thing to resort to? Your mate. Your mate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or, you know, something more. Yeah, because there was was a story about a guy, I can't remember what his name was, but he basically spent a winter out with his family. I've I've got that story. You've got that story. I've got that story. Oh, I'll leave so that for you we'll, then. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll come on to that. But uh, yeah, because I, I was just about to say that you know you know you'd eat you know sort of your your, your mate or you you know other people in the tribe. But there's a, a more harrowing story <laughs> that yeah. is kind of the f- okay. I'll I'll, I'll yeah. leave that for you then. That's kind of like the first, um, pretty much one of the f- the first um, cases uh, of it certainly recorded, mm. um, and it was actually the first use of. Sort of capital punishment by Canada as well as a, as a result. Oh, wow. Really interesting. So yeah, but we'll I'll come on to that um, in a in a short while. Um, now, just for a I suppose a bit of translation, I guess um, definition of the word uh, Wendigo. Um, generally speaking, is a malevolent and violent cannibal spirit um, found in various tribal mythology. Now I have written down the names, and I am going to absolutely butcher them here we go so apologies in advance i'll stop the easiest one as uh, long as you don't cannibalize them <laughs> well yeah well, well yeah good. exactly well played um so the, the first one is the, the cree ojibwe and one that i'm not even going to try and bother with because it's just got too many vowels in it um <laughs> as, um yeah, no, I, I can't even read my own writing, to be fair. But um, there's a, a third and a fourth tribe anyway. <laughs> oh my God. Right, okay. And, uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to try and butcher it. <laughs> He's lost it. I've lost it. He's lost it. He's I've lost the it. bottle, yeah. He's bottled it. <laughs> um, basically, this, uh, this uh, spirit is said to inhabit the body of a living person and possess him or her to commit murder. Um, and as we've established that, he's normally by way of hmm. butchering and, and eating, um, you know, these uh, these people. Um, now, the the English word, um, Wendigo, is taken from the Ojibwe word, um, Wendigo, um, and in Cree, it's also uh, Wittico, um, hmm. or, sorry, Wittico, um, and and again, if you you know if you look online, there's probably at least twenty to thirty different variations of mm. the word. So, so you know when 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 to go when de go when de goo. But they're all when de goo. It's all they're all derivative, the, aren't they? They're all one of the same. Yeah. But it's just depending on the region and the tribe and part of the world. It just takes on a slightly different mm. variation. But for the most part, you, I mean, you could look at any of the words and think, oh yeah, that's. That's, that means Wendigo or whatever, you yeah, know. Exactly. So it's, but yeah, as you say, it's just a, a sort of a derivative. Um, and uh, it was actually that was actually my next point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there are twenty-one other translations of uh, of the word, but they are more or less one of the same. Hmm. Um, and like I say, you could look at the list and you can tell from each one that that's what it's uh, yeah. kind of representing. Um, now w- we know of its origins and you know the sort of the, the general meaning of the of the name. Um, but in terms of a specific description, like I say, it's been, you know, bastardized by, you know, Hollywood as, as, you know, as many things are. Mm. Um, and we kind of know the original indigenous version. Um, but of course there are others. Um, now obviously some may vary between, you know, tribes and regions of the world and, and whatnot, but typically 
it's described as follows. The Wendigo is gaunt to the point of uh, emaciation, um, i.e. really thin, like mm-hmm. skin and bone. Um, its skin is pulled tightly over its bones, with the bones pushing out against the skin. Its complexion is as ash grey as death, and its eyes are pushed back into its sockets. And that's the kind of <laughs> the general kind of, I'd say First Nations kind of description, because yeah. of course, like with the Hollywood Hollywood one, Still, they've added the antlers. And, yeah, the antlers and the deer head and, and all the, of that yeah, sort of thing. The, yeah, the deer skull, or which the, is yeah. Still equally as terrifying, but the still is terrifying. Yeah, but the, the fact the that First it's just Nations a, description of it yeah, as well, pretty horrible. When you see, it, it's just a, a basically a giant humanoid, like a forest zombie sort of thing, almost. Yeah, forest. Yeah, forest zombie or, or skinwalker. It, yeah, it takes, I've seen that's been a connection. It a takes lot, on a it? very similar, um, yeah, very similar description to to that of uh, Skinwalker. If you you know if you believe in in that as well. Um, now in the um, Ojibwe, Cree, Nascarpi, and Innu uh, law, um, so I can manage them once. There you go. <laughs> yeah. The, the Wendigo um, is typically larger than humans. Um, a characteristic missing from other cultures because again they're more like an animal sort of size so you'd be looking at sort of i don't know like a a goat or or a bear on its sort of hind legs so you know relatively shorter in stature but in in those particular tribes it is typically larger than yeah longer limbs and yeah just um yeah just like generally larger than a a human as a, a starting point now whenever in this in these beliefs whenever a wendigo uh would eat someone it would grow in size in proportion to what it just ate. So it would never be able to feel full, which is oh. why it's got that insatiable, constant hunger yeah. um, and need for, you know, sort of flesh. Um, and yeah, and so therefore that, you know, that is why that, you know, the Wendigo is portrayed as being gluttonous and and extremely thin, which is obviously a contradiction, but it's mm. kind of... It's like it's, the ultimate punishment almost. Yeah, exactly. So you're, you're, you know, you're greedy and always hungry, always having that, yeah, yeah, that sort of need for for sort of for, for human sustenance. flesh for sustenance. Yeah. yeah, but you'll never feel full. You'll never feel satisfied. So you'll constantly just wander the earth, needing to look for look for it. And it's also why it translates as well into the um, the condition. You know, that yeah. you can have. So it's not just the physical, um, you know, sort of take on it. There is also the the condition as well, which gives you that same feeling without actually or necessarily acting on it. Yeah. Um, gotcha. So yeah, but so that was quite um quite interesting. But um but yeah, but sticking on that point with the uh, psychosis thing, um, and uh, like we touched on a little bit earlier, mm. um, it's been reported that uh, humans become possessed by the Wendigo spirit after being in a situation where they're needing food and having no other choice than to resort to cannibalism. Uh, it's believed in Cree law that a way to cure the psychosis is to ingest fatty animal meats or drinking animal grease. Um, and those treated uh, sometimes would throw up ice as part of the curing process. Oh, the ice from the heart. Because the ice from the heart, yeah. Gotcha. And so that's a belief oh. that if you've well, been treated... Lots of fatty food and animal grease and all that's going to make you throw up regardless, It's difficult to make it? you throw up, yeah. But I think the, the telltale sign is if you throw up ice, then they know you've been cured. If you don't, I suppose you haven't. And 
they go about putting you down. It's a witch trial. It's a dog you are. It's a witch trial, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, more or less. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, if you float, you're a witch. If you Indigenous witch trial, I if, suppose, yeah. If you sink, you're not. But you die anyway. But you die anyway because you've drowned. <laughs> yeah, great logic. <laughs> Got to love humans sometimes. Oh, humans are wonderful creatures. Oh, absolutely. Um, now, there's one, as, as, we, um, as you rightly pointed out, there is one famous case um, which involves a uh, a Plains Cree uh, trapper from Alberta, Canada, and his name was Swift Runner. Mm. I wish that was my bloody name <laughs> <laughs> instead of Dodgy Knees. Dodgy or... Knees. <laughs> yeah. 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 I wouldn't mind being called Swift Runner. Yeah. Um, Mine would be Shiny Dome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Um, he, as, as well as a, a trapper, he was obviously as well a a uh, formidable hunter and would often trade with the Hudson Bay Company um, with you know, sort of hides and meats and whatever for, mm. you know, sort of other provisions. Um, so he was quite well known, um, quite a quite a famous uh, guy. And uh, in the winter of 1878, he and his uh, family were, were starving and he'd um, not long lost his uh, eldest son uh, who had wow. died. Um they were 25 miles away um, from the nearest trading post. So he believed that it was too far to get provisions and, and to get food. And probably on the basis that they, he had nothing to trade. He mm. probably had no business uh, going there. Um, so Swift Runner uh, butchered his wife and five remaining children. Um, on the basis that he uh, resorted to cannibalism, um, despite being so near to food which was the general consensus, uh, and that he'd consumed the remains of those present, uh, it was determined that he was guilty of... He wasn't guilty of just pure cannibalism, but instead was suffering from Wendigo psychosis. Um, He confessed to the killings and um, was executed at Fort Saskatchewan, um, and it was carried out in 1879, um, and it was actually the first hanging at that fort Wow. So they'd, I think they'd probably that's just from the states, but they'd they'd brought in capital punishment. That's an interesting one. Like the, whenever spirit possession comes up in a legal case, I find it absolutely fascinating, because mm. the, like, I suppose it's the old, um, you know, mental, you know, mental health card. You know, why did you kill I guess them? So. Why did you kill them? Oh, the voices told me. Yeah, or, the, or the devil mean, told me. The to devil do it. told me to do it. Or. Mm. You know, it's, it's it was, that kind it was of, actually a Netflix documentary called that. I think the devil told me to do it or something. The like devil that. made me do it. The devil made me yeah, do it. It's, what, it's one of the um, uh, Warren uh, films. That's right, isn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, the, the latest, the, the Conjuring. The Conjuring. That's it. Yeah, it's one the Conjuring of, Three. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah you're um, right. Based on a true story mm. where a kid used that defence as to why yeah, he suddenly he a just, murder he or just something. flipped out and went nuts, murdered. Yeah. And, and I suppose that's the thing, you know, I mean, back then there would have been less of a, I mean, even now to an extent, but certainly back then there would have been less of a um, like understanding of, of either mental health or, you know, you know, sort of possessions, you know, sort of spiritual things like that. Had, so it would I think have they been had like more that. of a, I think they had more of an understanding of, like the, the, the older cultures had more of an understanding of spirit, uh, spirit possession and, and things like this. Yeah. And then... The good old Western cultures. Like That's what I mean, yeah. All materialism and science yeah. and everything else like that. They just exactly. poo-poo it straight up. And say, yeah. No, 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 you're suffering from a mental condition. They might have known about it, but there was less of... psychosis. Yeah, exactly. But there was less of an acceptance. Mm. They're like, oh, you've, you've gone mad. We're not going to treat you. We're just going to 
Anger. Anger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty much. Oh, I understand what you're saying. Nowadays they've got re- like rehabilitation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and stuff and yeah. Yeah, Treatments yeah. and, you know, th- you know that, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, they don't just hang them nowadays. Exa- well, exactly. Yeah. And then it just would have been like, yeah, you're nuts. Either they lock them away in a padded put room me, or you hang them. Put them in the asylum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, and I think um, it was actually the first reported public execution um, as well. Um, Canada. Yeah, they'd only just brought in like, capital punishment and stuff. And then, and this was the first, I mean, because he, I mean, in fairness, he did admit to, you know, the, the killing. So he was still sound of mind, you know, sort of to an extent, but he mm. explained, you know, I guess kind of why. And because of the, because of the, his origins and you know mm. where where you know sort of he was from and stuff. They put that's why why they put it down to the you know the Wendigo. You know what? I, I uh, realized that, I just realized I don't actually know much about Canada's history at all. Like I, when it nothing, was really founded no. or or, or yeah, anything. Nothing. Here's yeah, so much I about don't. the states. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not much about Canada. No, I, I don't. I can't say. I'll look into that in my spare time. Really. Yeah, I can't say I know um, much more than what I found out for for this episode. To be honest. So yeah, it's the same. You sort of think because I mean I wasn't expecting this to be. Um, like some real yeah, world conditions, sort of things. Yeah, well, and, and specifically Canadian. I, I assumed that it would have been a Native American thing, the, you know, the Wendigo, mm. um, or you know, or, or oh, something yeah, no. of that region. I didn't actually th- expect the origins to be. I mean, it's still native, mm. I guess, but it's I native it was, ca- native Canadian. I knew it was in the most of, northern parts of the North American continent. So yeah, so I guess by extension, that would have been Canada. It would spill into that. Yeah, but I didn't realise also that it was mostly over on the east coast, which. Is really quite interesting because yeah. I was um, harking back to to the Norse, the Norse invaders. Yeah. Recently, there's a, an article that came out mm. that says that um, that the Norse were over there as recently as 1021, so yeah, a read, thousand years that. ago. I read that, yeah. To so this Vikings, here. yeah, Vi- Vikings were in um, in America long before Columbus ever was. Much longer, yeah. even even sooner than was originally. Thought, thought to yeah. be the case. Um, they, they found a settlement, didn't they? Mm. Ruins of a settlement somewhere. Which... And, maybe, and then using the various different technologies that they've got nowadays, mm. which I can't get my head around. Yeah. But they've been able to date it to a yeah, thousand can, years ago. They can pinpoint it to an extent, yeah. yeah. So Based this was like... Wood used, because they age age test the, like the wood and the technique. Yeah, the carbon dating. And, and, and Yeah, technique. Yeah. So there's also the cultural references as well. And, yeah. And um, it, it's no real telling how long they were there as well. But they referred no. to, um, I guess, the First Nations people as the Skraling, which were right. the wretched people. Which well, of is, course they would, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't understand you. You were here first, you're so you're the devil. <laughs> you're yeah, wretched, that, savages. Wretched. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, I do remember reading something about the the tales that they that they told, which right. because there were the, the legends would hop from Newfoundland over to Greenland, then over to Iceland. And then they pretty much stayed there because the rest of Europe, the rest of Scandinavia and Europe that had been invaded by by the Norse, um, they hadn't really listened to all the the stories and everything. But there were stories about hungry spirits. Right. That they were told about. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's another cross-culture... You know, oh, someone's yeah, gone there for the first time, heard this story, and it's so it's a surprise I didn't find anything well, in Scandinavia yeah. about the Wendigo, I suppose. I guess so. Well, we, we did a little bit of that last episode. Yeah, I suppose, really? yeah, we've covered that, uh, you know, sort of already, haven't we? But um, I guess before we go into the um, go into the uh, the stories, I've got a few um, 
pop culture. Um, you do like your pop culture references. references I, I do, yeah. just because it just kind of brings <laughs> a bit of uh, familiarity to it. So if anyone didn't, because I mean, there, there's one in particular that I didn't even realise was supposed to be a Wendigo, and I've you know, and I've seen the film quite a few times, but never again, never made the connection until okay, you know, until now. Now they say it, it's like, oh yeah. Of course it is. It's kind of obvious, but yeah. unless you know, it's it's one of those. Yeah, so, cool. what's, what's that one? Well, that one in particular. Um, actually, I'll, I'll start from the top because okay, one sure. kind of leads into the other. But um, one of the first appearances of the, the character was in a book called The Wendigo um, by Algernon Blackwood. Um, a great name. Solid name. Algernon. It? Yeah. it was a, a short story written in 1910, uh, and it was about two... Scottish Scottish hunters out in the Canadian wilderness moose hunting and they basically become uh, hunted by a uh, Wendigo they have two I think they have two locals and then they have a, a tribesman as a, as a guide mm. and yeah they're, they're camping in the wilderness and basically get stalked by um, a Wendigo oh, yeah, so oh, yeah it's actually um, I found a copy on Amazon it's did. only four pound, so I'm going to. Uh, Are you going to get I'm it? Yeah. Invest, yeah. Oh, yeah, quite quite intrigued by it. Um, and the, so the one that I just mentioned, which this kind of leads into, is that that story um, actually went on to inspire Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. Yes, where it was depicted, uh, and and this was the one that I didn't even pick up, but it was basically depicted as a personification of evil. Mm. Um, and they had uh, it had. The, I think it was. I mean, I can't even. I can't even picture it in the film. That that's how I sort of. I just haven't made which the film? connection. Pet Cemetery. Yeah, but which one? The the latest would, rendition or the the one that came out in like the eighties? I would presume by what they've put the original. Yeah, the original because it doesn't really show it in the original one. Mm. Um, with uh, I forget what his name is, but the guy that played um, uh, Munster. Yes, he's yeah. the he's the cranky his name the cranky neighbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that, they don't show anything like that. I, but in the the remake, it might be the where remake. They change then. things differently. Yeah, and just ruin it does it. show yeah. it off in the distance, sort of. Thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, basically, it's a, a creature that had uh, an un- an ugly grin with bright yellow eyes, and uh, but instead of horns, it had white vapor coming out of its nostrils, mm. and so presumably it would then have taken on, must have taken on the form of a goat or something because I honestly don't because I've seen the remake as well mm. I read the book it does mention it in the book and I don't remember seeing it so maybe it's maybe it's the book that they cut inspired, out a lot out of the film though yeah. I mean Stephen King is an incredible writer oh he is yeah. and how he possibly can, comes up with these stories I mean it's nuts and he, how quickly as well he just churns them out and churns them out but well, they're all that, just so that good that house that setting is mm. very similar to what he had like yeah, he had that are... with that road with the trucks going past and everything. Yeah. And he wrote about his own son yeah. being killed yeah. in a, a, a horrifying traffic a, accident. It was a, con- a concern of theirs because of where they lived. How yeah. do you even like put that into yeah. paper? I, I don't like, know. I couldn't. I can't imagine I, I don't it. Know if I could, to be honest. I mean, he's but... he's had plenty of issues uh, over the years. Yeah. Right, okay. You know, and he's... Yeah, I mean, you'd have to be. You'd have to. You can't be yeah. a sound mind and write stuff like that. <laughs> and like I say, and not at the volume that he mm. does. Like just, just as one book, you know, is, is released, he's already talking about yeah. the next one. Well, he's we, already written the next one. Well, he we, just the, the turns them out. The Dark Tower series is, yeah, <sighs> I mean, psychedelic mm. is the only way I can really describe really it does, so yeah. he must have been popping some heavy mushrooms when he was writing that series because <laughs> that stuff is proper <laughs> way off yeah, yeah. there 
you know yeah. is it's it's but it's it's horrifying as well but what it does do sorry i'm gonna go on a bit of a tangent here <laughs> yeah. what it does do with the steven because i think it's brilliant it does actually play into stuff that now people are talking about right with regards to consciousness and interdimensional travel and stuff like this so right, okay m- maybe mr king was a maybe bit ahead of the curve yeah maybe you knew something about it that mm. we're only learning now sort of thing yeah i mean it wouldn't surprise me to be honest um but, uh, but yeah, another one which I think might be a little bit more familiar to people um, is that there was actually a superhero, 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 superhero <laughs> called <laughs> well, called Wendigo, um, and features in the Marvel comics. It takes on the Hulk. He does. Yeah. He does. His first appearance was in 1973, and and then again the following year, and it was in the issue uh, issue 162 of the Incredible Hulk, and a bit like gotcha. Abominable, I guess he. Um, he goes up uh, against the uh, the big guy. The big man. Um, now, a couple of uh, a couple of others. Um, there is a, as, as you probably know, you've probably played it, but there's a, a video game uh, called Fallout seventy six. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I couldn't get past the first one; it bored me to tears. So I haven't played it's any. It's a Bethesda game, isn't it? So it's. it's like, oh. I mean. Bevista did Skyrim, and I was yeah. fully invested in Skyrim. Absolutely yeah. brilliant, but yeah, I'm probably more likely to play it now. I based on a, I played a little recent, bit of Fallout yeah. 76. I think it was Fallout 3 back on like the 360. Wow. I think I tried to play, and it just pissed me off having to go <laughs> from like one corner of the map right to the very opposite corner just yeah. to and meet with everything in the way. Yeah, just to meet some geezer in a bar who ends up being a prick and doesn't tell you what you need to know but you've had to go through about four tribes and tigers and bears and whatever else to get there countless side quests yeah and all that crap and I, yeah at the time I, I just didn't have the patience i probably haven't now to be fair but i've I probably got more of an interest in it <laughs> <laughs> but anyway <laughs> so fallout 76 <laughs> yeah um and the wendigo is one of the cryptid creatures found in the appalachian region mm. um on the the, the map presumably um and it and again this was one that i didn't really put two and two together to until i read this but also in the survival horror game until dawn uh, wendigos are the main uh, villain slash protagonist mm. you know which they are now looking back it's that skulking humanoid you know grayish sort of gangly you know creature with snarling well. snarling teeth bright red eyes and yeah and they're very uh, very nimble it's sort of dart around and move very quickly but at the time you just think it's a creature that someone's thought up and you mm. know you think nothing more of it but obviously now reading the inspiration you think hey, of course they are yeah yeah of course they are but i just hadn't made that but two and that two together connection yeah exactly yeah. um now in terms of television um there have been uh, a few occasions where the, the wendigo has popped up um more notably in uh, in teen wolf uh the, the, the grim series supernatural charmed and and even hannibal yeah none of which i've seen but <laughs> i'll take their i'll take their word for it <laughs> um but the one that made that made me laugh actually was the more surprising but um in the cartoon ducktales ducktales <laughs> they had a wendigo Woo-hoo. exactly they had a uh, a wendigo in their christmas special which was titled last christmas <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah yeah. Last Christmas. I mean, that sounds dark. As in but the last Christmas. The last Christmas, yeah. That sounds dark, but um, I want to watch well, it. <laughs> yeah. Um, could be a Wendigo, could be uh, a Krampus. 
exactly yeah exactly right yeah um now the next bit that i'll go into just before we move on to the you know the, the sightings and the stories and whatnot mm. um interested me because it kind of blurs the lines between kind of fiction and reality because there's no real evidence to suggest or, or nothing tangible to suggest that it, it actually exists but it is widely believed that it does mm. to the point where it, that it also inspired or um yeah, in, in, in inspired um, Fallout seventy six, the same the same game. Um, now the, there is the possibility of a cave of the Wendigo, um, and it is located around Lake Mama West, which uh, is in Kenora, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, now rumor has it um, the cave contains painting paintings of humanoid hairy beings believed to be the Wendigo. Um, some believe that it's too far north to be a Wendigo based on the First Nation tribes of that area. Um, basically suggesting that it, the, the, those particular tribes wouldn't have believed in the Wendigo, so to find it in a cave that far north, that's the kind of deal breaker for yeah. sort of a few people. That, um, makes sense, uh, which... that also makes sense as, with regards to the things that we've said and the things that we've realised yes. that maybe the legends give birth to the phenomena. Yes, exactly yes. right, yeah. Um, I mean, if it wasn't, Canada, I'd say that there's also the possibility that, you know, stories and stuff can travel between tribes and that it could have mm. easily worked its way that, you know, sort of far north over a period of time. But Canada is fucking huge. <laughs> so <laughs> that would have been... Indeed. So, it, yeah, I, I can understand why people would, would uh, you know, would kind of say that. Um, now, the exact location is, is hotly contested and no one actually knows for sure exactly where it is. Um but one, but however, one guy on Reddit uh, claims that it's on the corner of Holy Shit Street and Fuck No Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that place. I know that place. Yeah, very yeah, well, yeah. I've, I've seen it a few times. <laughs> yeah, right, right next to um, a Buckfuck of Nowhere. Buckfuck Nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I just read that on uh, on Reddit last night. And it, it made me. Uh, yeah. It made me laugh. So it's oh, probably something you or I would It's probably said. all the way over destination <laughs> fucked as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, there's, so there's no... Because um, I think people were trying to get the coordinates. They were saying that they were in that part of Ontario and that, you know, they were going on a hike or whatever and they wanted to see if people would manage to, um, you know, locate the cave or, the, you know, at least, the, that, at least the entrance or whatever. And I was like, well, yeah, again, yeah. Like, it's called it was, the Wendigo's Cave. What the, what's, what's wrong with you? Yeah, but it's the perfect opening to a, a teen slasher movie though, yeah, isn't there it? is like, the there is the joke isn't it a gobshite college kids or something think, oh, let's go and find it have you seen those memes where it goes like a horror movie um like, uh, beginning of a horror movie something scary happens black people run white <laughs> people go what's that Walk toward it. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, yeah exactly. we're idiots we're, we're stupid <laughs> yeah exactly but then we wouldn't have so many amazingly good but crap horror films oh, know, if, right? if we if we weren't oh, um, okay. oh mate d- 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 talking about Awful horror films. Go on. Went on a little bit of because I love doing this. I love watching the trailers that you get on Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, right. yeah you get some good. Ones. We came across the Beaster Bunny. Oh my god, <laughs> the Beaster Bunny. The Beaster Bunny. Go and check, I'm it, gonna out. check it out. Oh, yeah. it's amazing. It really is. Good so grief. shit, but right. amazing. Yeah, I'll have to. Um, I'll have to check, check it out. It so I think you also pointed me in the direction of one that was up for like a killer armchair. Killer sofa. Killer sofa. Yeah, yeah. killer sofa. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was in tears watching that trailer, and it was absolutely hilarious. It's like it's like a it's like a lazy boy chair. It's got a face and everything. Oh my god! 
I, watched, I saw one, um, just digressing a little, I saw one the other day that was, um, it was a, a, a pastor of a church that turns into a velociraptor. Yes. I think it was called like Velocipasta or something. Pasta. <laughs> or pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just thought that's just gloriously Oh, shit. I love it. Yeah. So I haven't, I'm yet to watch any yeah. of them, but I've got them added to my list for when I'm exactly. just want a crappy yep. horror film. Yeah. Yeah. Sam rolling her eyes all bloody night and me <laughs> yeah. cracking up at these Huffing shit films. And, yeah, exactly. Um, Grow but, up, man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the game uh, Fallout 6 um, has the Cave of the Wendigo um, being in the Appalachians, um, a, a region known as the Savage Divide in the Appalachian Mountains. Oh, okay. And that's where the entrance to uh, to the cave is. And um, I actually watched a, a YouTube video of a guy doing the walkthrough okay. like, of that cave. Because in the game, you, can, you actually find it and you actually then go down um, into it. When you get to the the sort of the, the heart of the cave, mm. there's a Wendigo there, and you have to like battle it. And so I watched, uh, and so I watched that. So um, which was pretty good actually. But um, interestingly, mm. one section of the cave. This was from screenshots that I found of the the cave within the game. Okay. Um, so I don't know if there's actually any geographical accuracy. They probably used a fair bit of creative license. Oh yeah, no doubt. But. One section of the cave from the game looks exactly like the room that the Hellier team were in when they performed their last uh, ritual at the end of season oh, the two. Invocation of Pan. Yeah. So you. Oh, interesting. I'll have to show you because I think yeah. when you see it, you'll know exactly what I mean. But there was a bit where there was kind of like a the sort of part of the cave sort of went upwards. It was like bits were stacked on top of each other, and that's where. Dana put some of the items. I think uh, Greg was putting the candles out across you yeah. know, this particular bit. I think he might have. That's where he was standing during the uh, ritual. But yeah, it yeah. just it it looked identical to to that that's cave. Weird. So whether they've used and that cave because of where it's located. Well, Fallout seventy six. That came out a while ago as well, didn't it? A few years ago. Yeah, much later than Hellier season two or Hellier season one for that matter. Season two, possibly. I'm not entirely sure on season one. I mean, 76 came out, what, four years ago? Is it no. Five years ago? Mate, long time ago, mate. I mean, they've only had, I mean, they've only had one game since. At least 10 they? years ago. Really? Yeah. For 76? At least, for 76, at least 10 years ago. You sure? Yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, man. I think it might be. Right, okay. Unless I'm getting that wrong. I might be getting that I don't that know. I, I, I don't, I've, I've, I don't so play I, Fallout. No, I don't. I, I haven't play played Fallout. it. I haven't played it since about 10, year, 10 15 years yeah. ago, <laughs> but that was Fallout <laughs> 3, and I know they've had about three or four games since. But, uh, but yeah, no, I thought that was that was a couple of interesting points. So that there seems to be a sort of a real-world belief um, that there is a cave entrance around this lake in Kenora, Ontario, but no one knows exactly where that entrance is. Yeah. But there's enough of a belief in it that it's actually inspired uh, you know, a video game who have in turn created the cave. Gotcha. And um, I saw a little bit of it, like I say, in this, uh, in you know, in this walkthrough, um, which is pretty cool. And I know in the same game, just keeping slightly on topic, um, you can actually go through the flatwoods. Yes, and yeah, you flat, actually see a flatwoods Braxy, monster. Braxy comes out. Bra- yeah, actually, so, funny um, enough, actually, on um, I was I was just scrolling through uh, Facebook today, and I'm on yeah. a couple of different cryptid pages <clears throat> and, and yeah, likewise, yeah. And um, someone's actually done a Braxy costume. 
I think Ready I've seen the same one with the like the hood, the yeah. big eyes. Yeah, it looks, it looks really awesome. Good. Yeah, it's it look, really, really good. Yeah, it looked really good. Yeah, I think they credited a cosplayer from Twitter. I think. I think so. As, yeah, uh, as being That's the it. Yeah. Cre- yeah, I think I saw the same, uh, the same one. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It brilliant. was really good. It was really yeah. good. But um, so that I would say is the first, uh, certainly the first section done with. We've you know we've got to sort of origins and you know some you know kind of real life examples and mm. and whatnot. So um, I guess it's time to. Hand over to you for the uh, it is indeed for the, the the stories and encounters. Yeah, well, I mean, I've, I've mostly got most of it from Reddit and some uh, individuals. The best ones normally. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Some individual um, blog sites and, and stuff. Yeah. I'll, I'll start off with the Reddit ones, and this one comes from um, a poster by the name of Universe Master on Gram. Okay, um, and he says that he's a, a Native American descent and happened near a, an unspec- unspecified reservation on a camping trip when he was 13 years old. And although things started off normally, it all got rather strange when several odd occurrences started to happen. So yeah. what they was finding, they were finding like dead birds around the, the campground and things went missing from their own camp. And right. they were at a loss as to explain yeah, what, was, going what on. was actually happening. Yeah, So... It escalated when they began to hear footsteps in the area. And then there was also this awful stench that would waft over. Yeah. Which so ties into the belief. The smell yeah. of rotting flesh yeah. in particular. Um, and it was like constant, almost like it was making their eyes water. That's like well, yeah, that that is it would stench. hit yeah. and then, then it would just vanish. Mm. And then so would also the footsteps. Right. Um, Did it get cold by any chance? Um, maybe, maybe a little <laughs> bit cold. Oh, okay. But the, the thing is, right, they'd been planning this this trip for months, yeah. and they were really, really looking forward to it. So, despite all of this weirdness, they yeah. they carried on with it. Okay. Um, but things got really weird anyway. Absolutely. And, yeah. uh, the universe master Ongram says, although these occurrences were a disturbance, it did not deter us from staying for a final two days, as we've been planning it for months. Yeah. But one experience years ago on the day right before our departure still haunts me to this day. Mm. I'd been scrolling through strolling through the forest while looking for firewood when I heard a rustling in the bushes behind me. As this happened, it seemed that all my life ceased around me and all I could hear was my heartbeat and the lone footsteps. Again, a bit like that Oz effect sort yeah. of thing. When I heard my name being called from what seemed every direction yet echoed from in front of me whilst also coming from behind me. The voice called, uh, the voice calling me was harsh, raspy, animalistic in tone, emanating of my sister's voice. Wow. Who had just recently left the trip because of stress only a few hours before this. This had seen, sent horrendous chills down my spine. So I ran the fastest I'd ever run straight back to the campsite while I heard twigs and leaves crunching behind me. I finally reached the campsite when the footsteps suddenly stopped and I was relieved and slumped over the cabins, the cabin chairs when I slipped on a rock sliding out of the makeshift fire. So as he was running right. past the fire, a rock fell into his path, fell into his tripping path, him up. tripping him up yeah. and he fell into the chairs. Luckily wow. enough, he didn't go the other way oh, and landed fire. in the fire. Yeah. Um, the blaze... The blazing force of the nature had almost burnt my face when I was just stopped mid-fall. 
Wow. <laughs> now that's interesting. That is interesting. That's yeah. interesting. I hadn't gained my balance. It was just as if someone was hanging on top of me and pulled me back. I'm not sure what it was, but my family suggests it was my guardian angel saving me from an early death. But after that experience, I have n never been to the site. Never. Pit safe in <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I've never been to the same campsite since. And right. didn't go camping for a few years after. Still, what really scares me is the, mo the most from back then was when we was leaving the site, I looked back and saw a figure standing in the tree line. It was lanky and looked starved at the point of its skin wrapped tightly across its bones. But when I looked into the pathway, the footsteps were completely gone. And as I blinked, we rounded the corner and it seemed to vanish into, three, into thin air. Wow. So they were walking out. They weren't like yeah. driving out. They were walking out. Um, this has left me questioning what was in those woods and was it a reality? But when my sister asked me why I was so shaken, I told her what I had experienced and her face went pale. She told me wow. that before leaving, a terrifying, before she left, a terrifyingly gaunt figure had been watching us across the riverbank and it had noticed her and, and ran away on all fours at fictional speed. She shakingly said, staying quite afraid afterwards until speaking with, the, with a phrase that still haunts me to this day. Before I left early, that thing had left a long, deep scratch mark on the trail sign and it was the trail sign that it chased him on. So we was out looking for the uh, firewood. Wow. It was on that trail. It was on that trail. That wow. she had seen it. Well, I like how she didn't warn her family. No, she, she just, just like, got the fuck out of there. <laughs> got bollocks to you lot, I'm going. Fuck you. <laughs> fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. yeah. You know, I'd be quite pissed off with my sister for that one. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Yeah, cheers. Thanks yeah. for warning all of us. Yeah, a little yeah. text went of her, would it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little text. Yeah. yeah. There's a quiet little message slipped that over to you. Yeah. I won't go over there. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah, the don't fuck go out on that trial. Yeah, yeah. Don't go, yeah, don't go on that trial looking for wood. Yeah, exactly. It's going to try and get you. Yeah, exactly. It's interesting, though, because it's, it's um, not that I read any specific um, encounters, but there were a few sort of theories that by way of... Um, you know, luring you towards them, they do take the form of a a human. They or, do what or, they can, like using like mimics and stuff. So the mm. like sort of the voice or the the appearance or whatever. They you know even to a point where I think they were actually like handling tools or you know sort of human mm. objects that you know you'd expect them to hold to sort of try and pass off as yeah you know, humans to kind of lure you in. That so that's some... not. When unusual because obviously I've I've cherry picked these these stories yeah. and such as so I've I've read a lot more of them and. There is a, a a common thread that the Wendigo isn't just, it's not like one of these ambush hunters sort of thing where it's just stalk, 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 jump. It lures. Yeah. So it's almost like a disembodied voice mm. in the forest, which is which is something that comes up a lot. There's yeah. been lots of stories yeah. about dis disembodied voices in the, in the woods it, luring yeah. people in, using their names, using the voice of someone that they know. Yeah. So to make it an easier prospect for them, isn't it? Potentially. So. Yeah. But what's, what's even more terrifying is that that thing's in your head. Mm. It knows who you are, what is likely to draw you to out. Use and yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. just your own instincts that are stopping you from doing it. Yeah. 
Um, there's no real telling how many victims something like this has had. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, who knows? I think about the missing 411 with stuff like this. Now, that did come up. Mm. I didn't specifically make a note of it because I couldn't find too much on it. But, and I don't know if you found it, but I did. Yeah. Have you made a note I, of, I, of which ones? Well, I, I, I haven't made a note of, of on which ones in particular, but I, I can't remember the little lad's name. But the one who went off from his dad with yeah. a church group, yeah, up on the up on the trail. I can't he, remember he what just, his name is either. Yeah, but yeah I, I know the one you're talking about. I think that was I think that was one. Um, also, we don't say this lightly because we know that the poor sod actually did, did lose his life. So it is with all due respect, but it, it was a that is a belief mm. that it was a um, when you especially with the part of the world you know that they were well. that they were in you know as well and just the circumstances of how you know he got so high and how it was seemingly undetected the speed in which he disappeared mm. again looking back at that now now we're starting to learn more about these other you know sort of cryptids and, and possibilities yeah yeah it, it, it's, but you know that did come up actually the, the missing missing 411 did come up yeah and it's specifically in those areas in yeah. those clusters and whatnot mm. i mean they do go further north i mean i think yeah. david politis has really only focused on the americans like the states yeah rather than going in, off into like canada as well I, that i know of yeah i, know I, I don't of. i mean I, don't know. I would have to look further into it yeah, to see yeah. if he's done one for canada as well yeah but that would be interesting to, to see yeah. what sort of stories come up from that um so another report comes from reddit as well and uh it's the user cat zaydan g right j even j um <laughs> doesn't give any exact location but said that this is um an area that wendigos have been spotted a lot right um and i would assume they're doing that for everyone else's protection that sort of mm, thing you yeah, know because yeah. we all know white people in horror movies they go towards the horror <laughs> so don't let anyone know about it because then we won't all go over there yeah, exactly so. <laughs> yeah exactly um he started with uh, finding mutilated animals around uh, like in a rather grisly fashion, like including dead foxes and deer that seem to have their spinal columns torn out and thrown about, um, as well as claw marks and teeth marks and limbs ripped from bodies. So quite horrific scenes that he was yeah. finding. Uh, sometimes these animals were disemboweled and uh, their entrails found hang hanging on trees and bushes like Christmas decorations. Like warning signs or something. Or oh, Christmas decorations. Like, like yeah. it's been purposely... Tinsel on the trees. Yeah, yeah. That sort of like gruesome Krampus yeah. Christmas, you know, that, that sort of thing. Yeah. And sometimes there was just... These creatures were just simply torn in half um, with one of the halves missing. Wow. And uh, I'll quote from what they said. So let me lay out the land for you. My house is about 100 yards from a small stream that splits the small wooded area in half. And on the far side of the stream from my house, there are large trees. So I was out there one day, and all of a sudden I felt cold and uncomfortable, like I was being watched. I also became increasingly paranoid that someone or something was out there with me. So I decided to head in. Plus the sun was setting and dusk would soon be upon me. So I started walking towards the house, which would mean I'd have to walk uphill. So I started walking at first and I was walking out of the woods like I was on someone's yard and they told me that to get out. Not at a fast pace, but moving like I had purpose. Yeah. Then I kind of felt someone was watching me. Like they were really looking at me. Okay. 
So I turned around and saw a large creature about 80 yards from me standing across the stream. It then proceeded to take a step forward toward me. I'm not really an athletic type, but I'm not mega weak. I would say that I'd run about 20 yards uphill through the woods. It might take me 30, 40 seconds. Right. Yeah, I run out of the woods in about 10 seconds. (laughs) 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 With propulsion. Yeah. It was the the most I'd ever been scared in my entire life, and adrenaline had been flowing through me. Now, now I know what you're wondering. Could I be dehydrated or have hallucinations? Well, I've never hallucinated in my life, and I wasn't dehydrated because I was about 10 minutes prior to this event. I drank an entire bottle of water, and I always make sure I'm hydrated before I go into the woodland exploring. Makes sense. Smart yeah. plan. Yeah. And there is no way it was a tree because every time I go out there now, I go to where I spotted it and there isn't a single tree small enough to remotely look like what I saw. Mm. Since then, I haven't spotted it, but I hear it. And it is believed by the Native Americans that Wendigos call out for help like a human in order to lure people toward it. I've heard what sounds like a little girl calling for help in the woods before, and it still terrifies me talking about it to this day. Wow. You don't want that at the end of your garden, do you? <laughs> Can't you so I lucky? certainly don't. <laughs> I'm happy with Will of, Will of the Wisps. Yeah, really, exactly. I'm happy with that. Just no Wendigos, yeah. please, guys. Yeah. Please. Yeah. With berries. <laughs> I'll leave shiny things. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's mad, man. That Yeah, that's... I mean, I mean, despite that, that there could actually be a little girl roaming around out there. Despite the fact it could be, yeah, her could sort be. of being silly buggers, it's um, just as terrifying to think that there's something mimicking, you know, a small child. Mm. So it must have, you know, must have that sense of mind to know that that would work, you know, to lure Chills. something in or mm. someone in, you know. It by, makes by your blood run that. cold, doesn't it? That yeah. sort of thing. yeah. Absolutely terrifying. So I've got another one yeah. that comes um, across. Wendigo's reports come from a surprisingly varied number of places yeah. around the United States. And our next report comes from the wilds, wild mountains in the northern area of Georgia. Okay. A lot south. Yeah, a lot, lot more south. Down, yeah. um, the witness in this case claims that he spends a lot of time camping and hiking uh, the area with his brother. And on this day, they headed out to the Jacks River Trail in Kahuta Wilderness, um, a place that they knew very well. Right. So again, this is the idea that there are people going out into the wilderness that who are very much... Know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They're like in the hunted form one. Exactly. They know the sights, they know the smells, they know yeah. the sounds. They know it like the back of their hand. Exactly. Yeah. They search for a good secluded area to set up camp and plan for a two-night stay. They got everything set up, and after a day of hiking and exploring the Jacks River... The trip seemed to be getting off to a great start. Mm. That night, that night they got a fire going, had dinner, and sat chatting away until something caught their attention. According to the witness, they were very familiar with the sounds of the forest, and this sound was off to them, as if several people were walking around the campsite trying not to be heard. Right, okay. So several people. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, the, uh, I'll quote, I remember we both pulled out our flashlights and shone it in the direction we felt that the sounds were coming from. But there was what was so weird. Whenever we would fix our lights on the spot we thought the sound was coming from, the location would suddenly change. That's when the whistling started. Mm. 
okay. from the last episode, yeah, whistling. Yeah. At first, I thought that it was just the wind, and I remember thinking maybe the wind was just, you know, throwing leaves around, and what we was hearing was nothing more than the wilderness around us. Ryan, his brother, um, looked at me and asked if I was hearing that as well. I didn't answer as I was trying to focus hard on the individual sounds. Yeah. Two consecutive notes with roughly a three to four second gap between two more consecutive notes over and over again. So this was the mm, whistling okay. that he was listening yeah. for. Ryan kept asking if I had heard that and I put my finger to my lips trying to keep him from talking. I fear I felt, the fear I felt was incredible. My jaw was tight. My fist clenched. Your sphincter was probably tight as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 50p, 5p. Yeah. Lovely image. Yeah, I know, yeah, right? I love that. I'm glad I could bring that to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but knowing that... So I'll start that again. <laughs> I was getting into sorry. the flow. Of I know, that, I'm man. sorry. I'm what sorry. the hell? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'll start that bit again. My jaw was tight. My fish clenched. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I was throwing the towel on that one. <laughs> oh, man, sorry. <laughs> The glasses are coming off for that one. Oh, my uh, dear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. It's not going to get any better, I'm afraid. Oh, so, right, okay. My jaw was tight. My fist clenched. No, I wasn't ready for whatever was out there. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> oh, dear. That wasn't better. You're right. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, it's the uh, mature content that you've all come to oh. love that we like to yep. to bring every episode. So, I <laughs> uh, hope it's not just us oh. after that. <laughs> Apologies if it was, but... Uh, oh, my goodness. Wowzers. I had to break the tension somehow. You did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh, Suddenly right. light in the mood. Yep. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So yeah, all of that. Yeah, all of that. <clears throat> the whistling continued for what felt like forever, but mm. thinking it through, it was maybe five minutes when Ryan finally yelled out into the darkness, "Hey!" <laughs> like, be quiet. Yeah, stop yeah, it. Shut up. And then the whistling stopped. We sat there in silence for a few minutes when the woods erupted with noise. Something or someone was running in a circle around our campsite. The whistling came back. Mm. Two consecutive notes with the same three to four second gap and then two more consecutive notes. How could someone whistle this loudly without cracking while also running? Mm. It's not something that humans can do. Yeah. You know. Well, you'd, you'd hear the staggered breath in the whistle as you will, or there'd be noticeable Absolutely. gaps in the whistling or yeah, something with yeah. every every footstep you yeah. hear the like the the fluctuations yeah, yeah. In, the, in the whistling yeah exactly yeah so he was done i was done um i stood up i shined my flashlight in all the directions trying to catch a glimpse of whatever it was that was screwing with us mm. nothing 
It felt close enough to touch, but we never saw a thing. That's when the movement stopped, but the whistling was still constant. It was so loud, inhumanly loud. I looked at Ryan and told him to call the police. I don't know what right. the police are going to do. No, you know. leave you to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, what is it? Whistling? No, no. <laughs> whistling running in a circle? No, no you're, on your, you're on your own. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, that's, now, this is where the part they will never forget. The part that I never like to talk about. While Ryan was on the phone with the dispatcher and telling them our location and what was going on, I stepped round to the fire towards my tent. Inside my bag, I had a six-inch fixed blade that I always carried and thought I would feel a bit more comfortable with it in my hand more than just my flashlight. Makes sense, yeah. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. as, when, as I went to unzip my tent, trying to keep my eyes toward the woods, I heard some movement directly in front of me. I swept my light up in front of me, and for maybe two seconds I saw it. Whatever this person or thing was, it was about five feet up in a tree. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, damn, indeed. Everything about it was long. Its arms, legs, neck, fingers, everything. It was fast. As soon as the light hit it, it launched backwards off of the tree. I heard it land, but it either jumped an impossible distance or landed in the thicket because I heard it but never saw it. I don't think I would ever yelled so loudly in my life. I ran back to where Ryan was and sat down. He kept asking me what I saw, but I couldn't answer. I just kept thinking about what I saw. Maybe 10 minutes later, we saw a couple of flashlight beams coming through the woods and about three guys came into view asking if everything was okay. I settled, wow, okay. down, settled down a bit and started <clears throat> asking them if they had seen or heard anything. All they said was they heard a lot of movement and then some heard my scream and that's when they headed in our direction. Yeah. I tried to explain what had happened without sounding crazy, mm. but it didn't seem to work. One of the guys walked around a bit and came back and said he didn't see anything. Ryan told them that we called the police and roughly 30 minutes later, the park ranger showed up. Ryan and I tried explaining anything to him, but he just chalked it up to either a curious animal or some campers trying to mess with us. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I also don't know what the area was, you know, was like to know whether it would be, you know, easy enough for, you know, sort of a, a human to climb up in the trees and yeah. dart away that quickly, you know. But yeah, I, I think, and this was the thing as well with the accounts mm. that I could that I was that I was reading. I found more that didn't involve the deer head and the antlers. Well, this is it, the original yeah. indigenous. And I, I talked to the ones that, you know, because of the, the other research you did, but I also yeah. looked into it and realised that, yeah, the mm. the modern interpretation of the Wendigo comes from Hollywood. That's it. Exactly so any that, stories yeah. that were coming up with that... That description, almost certainly going to be nonsense. Yeah. yeah. For the most, you know, for, for, certainly from what, you know, from what I've read. But yeah, as you say, it's the humanoid, tall, gangly, sort of greyish, you know, skin, you know, bulging eyes. It's, it's that sort of description which pretty much also the skinwalker yeah um yeah that, absolutely that seems to be the more prominent um description given in in the 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 real world mm. uh sort of sightings and the actual you know it's screams as well wasn't it it's the the screams and the howls that because i found yeah. a lot of videos on youtube of yeah. people walking <clears> through the woods and them hearing 
Um, yeah. And it was always like Skinwalker slash Wendigo. So, yeah, because the, the the definition between the, the or the distinction between the two is 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 not that not that much. And I not think, that I can tell. I mean, I, I did. In all honesty, I, I focused more, more so on the Wendigo, and I didn't really yeah, course, look yeah. into Skinwalker, um, like Skinwalkers in general. Yeah, but I found that they seem to be clumped together quite a lot, which I find absolutely fascinating. Yeah. No. Exactly. Um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's an interesting one. I think this is certainly one. Um, I think it's certainly one where you can kind of you can kind of lend it itself to um, you know sort of real world um, stuff. Um, so it's. It's, it's, it's one of those, it, it, like what you said earlier, and I, and I think we've said it before, it, it's that kind of, you know, if you think about something, if you, if you think about something enough, mm. it, it kind of is brought into, you know, existence. Yeah. And I think with this having a, you know, mental health condition, you know, attached to it, which admittedly might not be widely recognised or, you know, with, with people kind of suffering from it, mm. um, I think, I think through that nature, it's it's kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of been not created but certainly popularized. I think you know just through that, you know, by nature. I think the thing that surprised me was was its origin and mm. and, and the fact that it that it was Canada, um, because that's not anything. I mean, not that I knew a great deal about the Windigo beforehand, mm. but that certainly wasn't something that I'd seen either like referenced or you know kind of pointed out or in any of the kind of you know sort of stories um so it was yes i suppose you know that that's kind of my getting off the fence or certainly the 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 start of it but i do i do believe to an extent that they they do exist Hmm. um i think we i think we could probably do skinwalkers as uh you know, a, a future yeah. um, episode, or, or certainly, in, you know, in the next few. But I, I think there is a lot of similarities, you know, sort of between the mm. two. Uh, and and you know, until we do the other research, I, I don't know at this point which one sort of came first. But I think it would be certainly fair at this point to assume that one influenced the other, yeah. or they are one of the same, um, just from maybe different parts of the world. Um, so yeah, I, I I think because of again because of the real world encounters mm. and the fact that there you know there is actually a you know a mental health condition that takes a lot of those traits from the experience of either seeing or you know being a wendigo mm. um then yeah I, I would say that 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 kind of for me sort of firms up that there is definitely something to it and i'd be more inclined to again because of the similarities with the skinwalker i'd be more inclined to believe um believe that it exists if you know if you were just to base it on the hollywood you know version mm. which which i wouldn't even say it's far scarier but it's it's certainly more of a vision you know to look at it with the you know the big sort of hulking frame and the you know the skull yeah. the antlers and whatever else um but i think if you was just to believe kind of that and, and other sort of pop culture references then i think you could be forgiven for thinking that it was 
you, you know was nonsense for the most part but i think when you look at you know and like what we try to do on you know pretty much all our episodes we try and strip it back to you know kind of its origins mm. where it came from how how is it influenced or what else has it influenced um and just yeah just the the, the real world in, in encounters and, and the fact there are actually things on record you know people have been tried and executed mm. for for being a you know wendigo or suffering from the you know the psychosis the condition attributed to it um you know i, I think you'd have to have some pretty substantial evidence to suggest that it was all you know made up and it is all just folklore and legend and mm. you know there's there's nothing else you know to it and you know like how we we both tied it back to you know the missing 411 you know cases you know we summarized you know i think in that episode that we thought that there was something else at play um you know something yeah absolutely extra dimensional um uh, or or you know sort of supernatural at play um and you know listening to some of you know to listen to the stories that you um we you know went through and, and the fact that the windigo was an actual possibility uh as a you know which was a direct cause of the the disappearances in the missing form and i think again you know for me that that kind of adds you know a bit of um you know a bit of credence to it mm. you know really there's so a if, there's if another anything. there is another um missing 411 type case that isn't in north america it's called uh, the case of the atlov pass um, oh, yeah. which is a similar sort of thing where a whole group of people mm. went missing i thought it was so was that in the states was it I thought, that was, past. I, I thought that was, was Russia. Yeah, it was Russia. That's oh, what I mean. Russia. It's oh, sorry, outside I thought of the you States. said. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah. It doesn't sound. I misheard. Sorry. When you said, I thought, I thought it was Russia. Doesn't sound too American, Dyatlov. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, so. I, I misheard what you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No worries. Yeah, but that's that was something that I remember watching because that was yeah that was the one that I remember hearing about Dyatlov Pass first and yeah. then looking at the missing four one one and of because they've done a film, haven't they? Exactly. Yeah. But also it was a connection from another podcast that said. Oh, you know, check that out, and mm. then oh, now listen to this about yeah, the missing four one one. See how similar it is. I was like, wow, oh, okay, yeah. excellent. There you go. There's certainly a path to go through with that. Yeah, definitely. With regards to the Wendigo itself, I think it's a. I think it's a combination of it being physically real, but also yeah, uh, an ethereal real as well. Yes, I think that yeah. the the elements of um, spirit possession is something yeah. that we don't really understand anymore and um no i mean we don't okay i'll get a little bit philosophical here but for instance we don't even necessarily know where thoughts come from so where you might just no. get a random thought that come into your head mm. or something like that it's the the idea that because we don't know anything about it essentially we mm. are open to yeah. spirits possession depending yeah. on whether or not you actually believe it yeah of course yeah um that you are open to these things to be attacked to be possessed etc mm. etc et yeah. so where you know I've, I've, i mentioned before previously where there have been actual legal cases where they say the devil made me do it mm. or something like this or it's always what, the voices it, in my head well, or, this is the thing it's yeah. always the devil and what we you know the people that are um clued up on spirits and stuff like this know that there is a strong element of trickster within yeah. them so they are always going to say i'm the devil mm. you know they might just be like a low level entity but mm. 
They're telling because lies. Because it's they're negative, telling, they're going to be... They're yeah. telling lies, they're telling porky pies. You're just to, a big guy. Yeah. yeah, I'm the big yeah. guy, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like, I, it's, it's, it's like the, the, the guy from the post office going, yeah, I'm, I'm the CEO. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly, that, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, there's a lot... I think we need to know, we need to learn a lot more about spirit possession to yeah. know about, to, to have a more of an insight to cases like Swift Runner. And, yes, exactly, yeah. You know, we... I mean, I can understand that in the middle of winter, mm. incredibly harsh conditions, but and twenty-five miles not might not sound much to you and I, but in the middle of winter with no form of uh, transportation, you've got to yeah. walk through that. Well, I was going to say snow drifts that are over six feet, ten feet tall, and yeah, I was yeah, going to say the opposite. Actually, I mean, like we like you know, sort of to me, you know, twenty-five miles is you know it's more or less a, a, a marathon mm. and if you know people consider how far you know a marathon is he would have had to have walked that distance just to yeah. get to a trading post to get any you know supplies if you're already you know ill of health because of the harsh weather conditions and mm. that kind of thing he might have made that trip once a month or a couple of times a month to trade and get rations and hunt and whatever else but in that situation you just needed something you know there and then and but to slaughter your family yeah in order to survive it wouldn't it's... come across most people's minds you know sort of to do that and for him it was mostly out of character mm. which is why people couldn't understand why he just didn't go to the the trading post because that's normally what they would have done mm. so yeah it, it's... it wasn't just that you know he, he went mad or he just got that hungry for i would eat the missus <laughs> it was you know there was something else uh, you know at play and, uh, you know and i think you're right i think there there is you know needs to be more sort of awareness or you know, education around things like possessions and mm. in, and and the mental conditions in you know in, in general. Absolutely, because you know. there's there's plenty of literature out there that a lot of mainstream science will just won't even won't even well, turn their way into it. it. Yeah. Yeah, instantly poo poo it, yeah. and it is the connection between mental health issues mm. and spirit slash demon possession. Mm. You know, so the idea for for instance, schizophrenics are actually hearing voices. Mm. The, you know, it's not just in their own head. Mm. Schizophrenics are actually hearing voices, and these voices are telling them to do things. Yeah, that potentially to people that are, I suppose, neurotypical. Mm. I suppose is the, the correct yeah. term for it. I guess um, don't experience those things. But like I said in the previous episode, we experience such as a narrow frame of reality. Yeah, that the possibility that About these people things, yeah. that are experiencing these mental health issues like mm. these various different conditions are actually just more open to the yeah. the, the reality that's around them but they're um, maybe not equipped to deal with it or exactly which is because, why they because we live in such a material yeah. world that they end up going crazy this isn't possible i haven't been told anything about this mm. you know it's, but then we've got people that yeah. you're ill you need you need to be medicated exactly or that sort of thing but then yeah. we've also got people that are part of these these older cultures and mm. They understand it, and yeah. they they'd be like, "You're not schizophrenic. You're you're talking to you know yeah they other get, beings. They or get they get the shaman out, and he comes along and he does does yeah. his ritual. And yeah. in some cases, people are better. Yeah, you know, there there are things out there. That if you look for them, there are mm. cases out there and stories. I guess they're just stories. I guess, but until we know otherwise, I guess that's all we can take them as, isn't it? Absolutely, These stories. But, but the 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 real world encounters that people have yeah. had. There's, 
there really is so much out there in the woods that we have no idea about. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you've got to think there's vast, vast landscapes of just trees and woodlands and forests. It's already dangerous. It's already dangerous with the stuff that we know about. So if you go out in the North American wilderness, you are going to encounter bears. You're going to encounter mountain lions and Mm. you're going to encounter giant moose that are just going to trample you and, and yeah. stuff you know and they are big and they are big motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. you know like yeah. especially a mama moose you yeah, don't want yeah. to come near a mama moose no 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 you've had it <laughs> i've been i've been near a few times but... <laughs> <laughs> and that's just in essex <laughs> that's a typical friday night you know <laughs> well down at rayleigh yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah i've been a few down there and all <laughs> but yeah he's um there's just so much we don't know. It's hard yeah. to dis, dis, you know, just discount or, you know, disprove stuff as just nonsense because I don't know you don't believe it or you don't want to believe it. I mean, what is it they say that we've only, we've only explored five percent of the world's ocean? Yeah, or something. We know more about the surface of the moon than we do about yeah. the depths yeah, of our which oceans. Is just, which is just nuts. And so you just think, you know, what the hell is down there that either they don't want to go back mm. or that they don't want to go well, down there to investigate? Here's an interesting fact mm. as well. So. Um, we haven't fully explored the Amazon rainforest yet. No. Right? And it's... Well, there's um, tribes that will kill you if you try. For well, starters. There's that. <laughs> yeah. There's that. But there, obviously, we also have the technology now. Mm. Um, LIDAR in particular, which mm. is like a, a, a light-emitting radar sort mm. of... Um, well, and drones thing. as well, I suppose, could do yeah, a lot of Yeah, but what it does, aerial... what this LIDAR does is it penetrates the, the canopy. So it penetrates right. the trees and you can see the, um, the way it's of the, the ground land. below. You yeah. can see structures and things like this. But... The, the Amazon rainforest for square mileage is the same as India. Right? Wow, okay. Now, that's like saying, oh, we know all about the whole of the planet on all the land except for India. Mm. We don't know about that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a large swathe of land that we don't that really massive. understand. Yeah, or, I didn't realise that. You know, and when you, when you go deeper into it, into this idea that we only experience a very, very small amount of reality, a very narrow... Yeah. Well, and it's got to be like the you know like the Rockies, for example, the you know the Appalachians. Mm. There's got to be parts of Canada where people just don't, or even like Australia with the outback. There's got to be elements of it that people just haven't gone to either at all or for a you know a long time because of the vast vastness of the either the wilderness or the space or the yeah. you know the, the the conditions. So you know when there's so much you know that we don't know, you can't really claim. What know. you do know, yeah. sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just oh, absolutely. the possibilities are endless, as we've said. Yeah. It is a cliche, but I hear know, this a lot. It, where it people really go, is. "We know this. We we know how this was done, or we know yeah. this element about you know." I've got a, a strong interest in learning about consciousness mm. and uh, how we can reach higher states of consciousness. Yeah, and I talk to people online on the Facebook groups. I don't know whether or not they're bots or they're trolls or whatever, but they straight up, yeah, we know what consciousness is. We know that it's all one thing, mm. experiencing it subjectively. Yeah. But you don't. You don't know. You don't know this no. for sure. Even the experts don't really know. They're just putting their finger on the all theories. best explainable, you know, possibility or yeah, yeah or theory. It all or, starts off as hypotheses and then it's all proven otherwise. Theories. Yeah, yeah. Because it can be actioned and, and stuff. You yeah. know, that's why there's a difference between hypothesis and theory. Yeah. You know, so it's at the moment we're all just hypothesizing. We are. Especially with we Wendigo. Are. Especially because it seems to be yeah. like we've got some real world evidence. But yes. they are 
either first or second hand accounts. Yes. Um, which you would just have to take you know, on face value yeah, unless you can prove, you know, otherwise, I guess, which exactly. is what you do with a lot of these. And, you know, we, we take these, you know, these accounts, these sightings, you know, the this, you know, sort of evidence. And, you know, you do have to take it with a pinch of salt for the most part, but you have to make up your own mind. And, you know, we, you know, again, unknowingly, I think have landed on, you know, the same side of the fence mm. again, for, you know, sort of for the most part, but that doesn't mean that everyone else will, um, you know, and, and that's the, you know, the sort of the interaction that we, you know, want to encourage from people is to yeah. get in touch, you know, tell us, you know, you think that we're, you know, talking nonsense, but, you know, but why, you know, or, or mm. what are your theories? What's your, you know, explanation? Because um, yeah. some things just can't be ignored, you know, some this things do have to be, you know, accepted unless you can, you know, sort of prove... Well, this is something that you I've found for like years now of, of being interested by these sort of subjects and, and looking into them and, and then trying to talk to other people about it. Yeah. You know, it's just a lot of people would rather just not think about it in a lot of cases. I think it's, you know, and this has come from someone that I think that, you know, that used to do it, but it's easier oh, yeah. to just think it's bollocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's nonsense. Yeah, get yeah, out of it. Talking about it's full of shit. We do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's funny now being sort of, although I'm not fully on the other side, but mm. certainly coming from this other perspective, it's it's now funny to sort of talk to people. Because the moment I say, oh, yeah, I co-host a, you know, a bi-weekly podcast. And, oh, that's excellent. That's really good. Like, what's, what's it about? It about? <laughs> well... <laughs> Well, <laughs> and then you start to tell how them much time have you got? You just see you just see people glaze over <laughs> when you start. So they're like, so you've you've talked for two hours about Bigfoot. And we actually we spoke for four and a half hours, yeah, but we edited yeah. it. We, we cut it down to two hours. <laughs> but but yes, you know we did. And it's like what? And you believe it? Well, you'll have to listen know, to yeah. find out. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. but it's, it's it's weird seeing those reactions now, which is mostly the the reaction that i would have had absolutely yeah four or five years ago or so, you know or something like that but it's because um, yeah, i remember trying to talk to you about some of the things that i just recently found out about or recently read and mm. you'd go hmm mm, yeah well mm-hmm. yeah well <laughs> like, okay well that shuts that one down <laughs> yeah. life goes on yeah, it's just utter bollocks <laughs> yeah. just utter, utter nonsense. nonsense that's the one utter nonsense <laughs> I, th- I think we'll definitely have a segment I think in episodes where it's just the utter nonsense bit yeah, we've had a few we'll of them already haven't <laughs> we yeah yeah, yeah. we'll just find the nonsense. utter nonsense uh, stories because you know the, there is some you know the crap that comes out of this and I think for the most part we've I think we've included some of it for the, the shits and giggles, but yeah. for the most part, I think we do kind of filter it out because some of them are just, you know, are just utter nonsense. But I think it might be quite um, might be quite useful to actually sort of bring some of them forward just to be co- we'll slightly just, more partial. We'll just do an impartial. Utter, we'll just do an utter nonsense episode, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like the best bits of all the shit that we found <laughs> yeah. through the research. Yeah, it might be quite. Um, yeah, I that like might the be sound quite, of that quite funny actually but um but yeah i think that sort of covered where we're where we stand on you know the whole you know when to go mm. thing so but have you got anything else to add or? no no man no? I, I, I think we've pretty much covered everything <coughs> that we're gonna need to cover yeah i think you're right yeah. um i think we've got off the fence pretty well yeah um, i think so I yeah think. so that really does bring this episode to to a close it does but before we do but before we do obviously we give another shout out to our patreons 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 you know so uh thank you very much justin and thank you very much james for your continued support absolutely 
Um, also, another way that you guys can support us, other than with Patreon, as Callum explained earlier in the episode, is you can go to our merch store. Yes. You can check out our merch store. All our links are on our socials. They are. And uh, we are lovingly wearing our merch yes. as well. <laughs> Beautifully um, modelling as well. Beautifully yeah. modelling. So, Justin, you can see this. And yep. if you do decide <laughs> to become a keen rambler, you can see this as well. You can. And uh, another huge thanks to our host and sponsor, Hellfire Studio. Um, and remember, guys, if you want to get your 20% discount code, um, just head over to hellfirestudio.uk and using the code CRYPTID. Yep. At the checkout, you get your 20% off. Absolutely. And head over to hellfirecreative.com for uh, all the information as to the services that they uh, the guys can provide. That's right. And we'll, add a, we'll add a couple of uh, posts to our socials as well. We will. Um, so you guys can uh, have a closer look at them. Absolutely. Um so that leads us on to what our next episode is going to be. It does. Mm. Yes, and it does. <laughs> we have decided that we are going to be looking into giants. Yes. Yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, they've, they've cropped up uh, Yeah, quite a few times now. Um, more notably, I guess, in the very first episode on, on Bigfoot, um, in the, the Trolls episode. Um, and uh, I'm sure it's come up in in uh, another one. So again, it's just sort of keeping on that path of using the um, these sort of collective of, uh, of cryptids mm. and and just sort of following the 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 natural path. So yeah. uh, and yeah. uh, from my own stuff that I've read and watched and listened to, there is already a lot of real world stuff out there. Oh, a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, skeletons have been found lots of in like Mexico and. And North stuff. America, and as North well. America, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, it's going to be a good one to sink our teeth into. Indeed, for sure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. So, so until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. And remember, kids, choose life. Don't choose cannibalism. <laughs> Absolute wise words. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>